I commented in my most recent podcast that it was probably good to recognize what we leave in our wake as we make our way through the world. Just one day later, I was reminded about the routes we choose to take in the trails we follow. I no more than published my previous entry, The Trails We Leave, when an addendum occurred, or at least another perspective that could have been part of it. In that entry, I hoped to express the importance of the trails we leave behind as we make our way through our world. Today, I ran into someone who reminded me of the importance of the trails of those who came before us. Several years ago, during one of our stays at Madeline Island, we noticed several people out on the promontory at Devil's Cauldron. It's not unusual for random visits by people who know of the geological site, and we usually like to check in with them both for their safety at the cliff's edge and to share stories about the Devil's Cauldron. On this particular occasion, we noticed that one of the group of three seemed to be pointing out items of interest, so we were eager to hear what he was sharing. The trio were Native Americans who had come to the island to revisit some of the sites known to their ancestors. They were being led by a young man who seemed especially well-versed in Native American history in general and Madeline Island descendants in particular. He introduced himself as a university professor of Native American cultures and histories. He explained their interest in the cauldron and steamboat point on the opposite side of the cauldron as markers in the spoken and written histories passed down through indigenous generations. He spoke of his grandmother and related that she actually had lived on our end of the island. As Katie and I both have cultivated deep interest in and admiration of Native American past we encouraged the young man to continue with his remembrances. And then he spoke the name of his grandmother. I am descended from Eliza Morrison, who lived near here. Katie and I looked at one another in disbelief. We had recently completed reading the incredible memoirs of Eliza Morrison in a beautiful, incredible book entitled A Little History of My Forest Life. Our attraction to the memoir was manifold. It told truth to the almost impossible existence of Great Lakes tribes. It included her observations and history of time on Madeline Island, and it referenced places and spaces well known to us. And now, here was her descendant, retracing as many of her footsteps as possible, walking where she might have walked, following her trail in our midst. For most of an hour, we listened, swept into a past that had evolved into our present. Though many of her stories were known to us, hearing them again from her descendant enriched them and brought them to near life. The young man's face reflected a tangible pride and amazement as he shared Eliza's histories about winter survival on the island carving steps into the cliff face in order to carry provisions from the lake sleds to the tiny home above. Day-long journeys by foot to relatives at mainland Ashland. 
the spiritual connection with the sacred land. He enjoyed the telling as deeply as we enjoyed hearing histories of Island's End. It was time passage that completely and happily disrupted our carefully laid plans for that afternoon. I have often thought about that chance meeting and the personal perspective shared with us. The odds of such a meeting had to be infinitesimally tiny, but its impress upon us was enormous. So we were equally surprised to see a vehicle waiting at the top of our driveway yesterday as we guided Dog Murphy for his morning walk. Several young people emerged from the vehicle, one of whom looked vaguely familiar. It was none other than our young historian from years before, smiling as he reminded us of that earlier visit and the unlikely connection we shared. Despite the brevity of that earlier meeting and the years intervening, he picked up with stories right where he had left off. We're hiking to Eagle Point. That's the highest point on the island. Eliza Morrison would describe how far she could see from there, all the way to the Porcupine Mountains in Michigan. We want to see what she could see. I want these two students of mine to see. His revisit reminded me that there is something haunting, humbling, about following the trails of our predecessors. They lived here, worked their livelihoods, despaired and rejoiced, and dreamed their dreams for their children's children's children. There is something to be revered in their pathfinding and trailblazing, a predication for our own presence here. I recalled the feeling of our reacquisition of Island's End after 30 years of absence, walking where my parents walked, repairing fencing that my father had built, trimming trees that my mother had planted as seedlings. Their experiences and stories were as certain yet fleeting as those of Eliza Morrison and all those who preceded her. But their footprints led us encouraged us, empowered us, guided us. Theirs are the trails we follow, with respect and admiration, as we discern our own sense of temporary stewardship and what trails we will leave. <laughs>